0: In 1985, Tipper Gore was out to make life difficult for musicians with her organization, the Parents Music Resource Center, or PMRC. The group was obsessed with restricting access to music they deemed inappropriate. The PMRC released a list of the worst offenders in their eyes, which they called the Filthy Fifteen. At the top of that list was Prince's Darling Nikki. Perhaps it was this puritanical witch hunt that inspired Prince to release the lead single for the 1985 album Around the World in a Day, which features fairly tame lyrics by Prince standards. The song centers around a chance romantic encounter, and though there is a whole verse dedicated to having amazing sex, is perhaps as subtle as Prince ever got when talking about sex. The song was originally recorded in 1982. The piece underwent some big musical changes, thanks in part to the influences of Prince's backing band, The Revolution, when they re-recorded it in 1985. The song hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100 initially and re-charted after Prince's passing in 2016 at number 33. That's right, this week on Cover Me, we're talking Raspberry Beret by Prince and The Revolution. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that talks about famous songs in their many cover versions. Compares them against one another to find out which one to play while we fuck in a barn. I'm your host as always, Jake Cressy, joined by the kind of co host you find in a second-hand store. <laughs> oh, Alex <laughs> Mildenberger. Hey, you can find good things in a secondhand store. That's true.
1: You can get some really solid stuff. I mean, if you want yeah, you- the thing a second time, like, it's gotta be good, so. Mm-hmm. I retract my previous statement.
0: You know, you're like, you find you in a rich person's second-hand store. Yeah. Like, I, was, I was out thrifting with a mask on because I'm socially responsible. Of course. I got a pair of pretty much brand new Converse for like 13 bucks.
1: Not bad. Not bad at all.
0: Not bad at all. Um, Alex, we're talking about Prince this week. First off, how are you? How am I? I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. A Pretty solid That's week. good.
1: Yeah, uh, finally got my winter tires off my car.
0: I've never had winter tires in my life, but congratulations! Now
1: I don't have them either. On my car, I still have them.
0: Threw them out.
1: Toss them. Got rid of them.
0: Don't got eat rid of them. them. No, that's good. It's 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 officially summer weather there.
1: It's officially summer, but it's also officially it, summer uh, weather. We hit summer yesterday, as mm-hmm. I understand, and um, I think you hit it around the same time. <laughs> Um yeah is, you it, know? is it the
0: 20th that is summer solstice? It was, was this that... year. Okay, right, cause sometimes it changes a bit.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know how that works exactly, but it seems to vary. Anyway, it's summer. It's also Father's Day today. Mhm. I went to see out my to family. Dads. So there's a dads everywhere for being fathers. We didn't shout out mothers, did we? We didn't record oh, no, on Mother's pro-
0: Day. Probably not. No, I don't think we did. Mother's Day was, uh, well, it would be a Sunday, though, wouldn't it? Mother's Day was Yeah, May. it was a Sunday. Yeah, it was that the 10th. That was last month. It was the 10th. Um, wow, I have no idea. <laughs> Does it matter, Alex? We're talking about Prince today because he is from Minneapolis, and Minneapolis uh, recently announced their uh, intention to disband their police department.
1: Which is pretty wild.
0: Yes, and I think an excellent move in the right direction. Uh, at least I think that's why we're talking about it. You suggested Prince, so maybe you tell me why we're talking about it.
1: <laughs> I like Prince.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I didn't have much of a reason other than that. It was, I mean, this song specifically picked it because it was, like a lot of Prince songs are very long. Mm. And this one's not, so it seemed a little bit more manageable for our format.
0: Right. Because otherwise we'd talk about like two versions. And one and, of them would be a 20-minute jazz version.
1: Yeah, no 20-minute jazz versions today.
0: today. Today. Specifically 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, There is one that comes in at 1950, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Alex, what's your relationship with Prince personally? Did you know him when he was alive?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, we were good friends. Um, uh-huh, yeah. And I won't say anything more than that. It's pretty personal. Okay, yeah, so, that's that's fair, you know. Yeah. um, But actually, no, I don't have much of a relationship there either. Honestly, I didn't even listen to him until fairly recently. Like, it was through just Spotify. Just saying, hey, mm. what haven't I listened to that exists? What's a Purple Rain? Let's check it out. I think I saw his, his um Super Bowl performance first. Mm. And was curious about more of the music so what I year was that it. um i don't remember let Frank me Super Bowl i think Bowl. i have it up here
0: um somewhere. it was 2007. 2007 yeah there we go cool it's a pretty exciting yeah, show because
1: it's like raining and he sings purple right like it's crazy it's it's quite right. it's quite a performance he plays a lot this of songs man, that yeah. are not his songs and then mm-hmm. he just like caps it all off with just like some purple rain and it's pouring and it's crazy.
0: Yeah. This man is known for, was known, I suppose, for his like very just incredible live performances, regardless of like the venue or who he was performing with. There's that, I remember uh, the podcast on popular opinion would always talk about the time he i think it was like a rock and roll hall of fame show and he throws a guitar up into the air and you <laughs> never see it, it like just disappears down. it fucking disappears
1: <laughs> so yeah that that's a that's a video that kind of you see pop up or i see pop up like on reddit or whatever every mm-hmm. couple months it comes up someone's like look at this cool video of prince playing guitar at the and they're like yeah i saw this like three months ago but it 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 pops up it's, yeah. And it's a, it's a good performance.
0: Yeah, and he's just a, like, I know more of, like, the, the myth of Prince than I am really familiar with his catalog. Yeah, I'm kind of that
1: way, too, in that I'm not super familiar with it. But I know, like, oh, it's the guy who was formerly known as Prince for a while and changed his name to a symbol that's unpronounceable. Like, <laughs> that kind of thing.
0: hmm Yeah, so I know, like, the story. But then, like, even this one, you're, like, a Raspberry Beret. And I was like... I knew immediately the song and like I'd heard it before but I would never put two pieces together. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Prince." But yeah, it's Prince. Yeah. It's a fucking it's a fucking banger song. Yeah, I I keep meaning to get more into Prince, but it's like uh it's so it's so dense. I know that if I really There's a lot want of it. Like he was very it, very yeah.
1: prolific, too. Supposedly he has like or there's like a ton of material, unreleased material. Like, unreleased Prince Projects is an entire Wikipedia page to itself. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got albums and music videos, like, that are just somewhere.
0: Yeah, and like you said, like, even one song of his is, like, you know, they're generally six minutes plus. Like, it's...
1: Yeah, I was actually surprised, because he's got a lot of, like, good songs, and a lot of them have been covered pretty extensively. And mm-hmm. a lot of them are, like, over six minutes, like... Yeah. Of, the, of the good so that's pretty impressive i it think, really for is. like someone who i would think of as more of a pop artist to have songs of that length
0: yeah it, it sort of uh defies the expectation of you know again we always talk about the entertainer by billy joel <laughs> right. cut it down, <laughs> it down to 305
1: <laughs> exactly but he seemed to be able to pull that off and he wrote a lot of songs for other people too Yeah, he
0: was a prolific writer. I seem to remember reading somewhere he would write like ten songs a day or something, and that was just like—it's like what he did. Guess then you can pick the best ones. Exactly right. That's how you get good at something. That's how you get fucking Prince good at something is you do it all fucking day, every day.
1: And it worked out for him
0: because
1: he got real good.
0: Sure did. Let's talk about some of that songwriting, Alex. Specifically, the lyrics. A raspberry beret.
1: Raspberry beret.
0: So uh, we start out very cryptic. He says, one, two, one, two, three, uh.
1: Yeah, is that uh supposed to replace a four? Is there something else going on here?
0: Has it uncertainty?
1: It's, what, do we, uh... what do we do with this?
0: Do we do this every time? Is this a, a hack <laughs> joke that we...
1: <laughs> Dude, don't we just like keep bringing it up? Um, I, I hope... That it's a running gag that people think is hilarious, but we don't get feedback, so we don't know. Um, I haven't
0: done a live performance since, I don't know, probably February. I did some improv, but, you know, I've done a lot of performances recently with no live feedback, and it is (laughs) very trying.
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't, but...
0: Well, you've been doing this. I've, I've been doing this. Like that. Still <laughs> no have been doing feedback. this for over a year, like year and a half now.
1: That's true. Oh, well, we're coming up on two years.
0: Are we coming close there? I mean, I mean it's I guess summertime. It is summertime. It's September was our official like uh, like production launch date. Yeah, but we recorded a but, couple. Yeah.
1: In like
0: May or June, I think. It would have been May because I think that that year I fucked you off went away in June. in June. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So we've
1: been at this for a while now.
0: Yeah, we we know what we're fucking doing here. Or at well, least we we've been doing it a while. We've, we've
1: established a thing that we think we are doing, but without feedback, it's really hard to say.
0: Yeah, which is to say, hit us up at Twitter hashtag CoverMePod or at our uh, our individual usernames at Jake the Cressy. Yeah, I might some see Alex Alex it eventually. Guy.
1: I was on Twitter. I responded to John on Twitter. It's very exciting.
0: Impossible. I'll believe it when I see it, Alex. Well, it's
1: possible I fucked it up and you can't, but.
0: Well, that would be fun. Wouldn't
1: it, though? Let me though? see.
0: I, I gotta check right now. But yeah, you can also hit us up at our email, covermepod at uh, gmail.com. Send us your comments, questions, concerns. Uh, and yeah, now we've, now we've done it at the top. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, the other ones, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Essentially, whatever you're listening to this through, we're on there and also on other things.
1: We're uh, uh, uh. everywhere, okay.
0: Alex said I can't wait personally. Huh. I oh, mean it's
1: it's out of context. I was responding to another tweet. Did I do it right?
0: Yes, he says also one day Alex is going to check his reply. Twitter and see all these comments he's tagged in. What yeah. a day that will be. No, yeah, I got the whole context. Okay, I'm glad. You did it right, Alex. You tweeted. Or okay. rather replied to a tweet. Very excited. Proud of you. Okay, so let's get let's into talk the about some lyrics Proper. Now. I was working part time at a five and dime. My boss was Mr. McGee.
1: Yeah, is Mr. McGee a, f- a term
0: I uh, not to Because I couldn't knowledge. I couldn't
1: I I googled it briefly. Um anyway, uh so the story basically overall, just to, just to mm-hmm. do a quick rundown is there's a guy who's prince and he yeah. has a not great we assume, uh almost certainly not great Kind of a minimum wage type job at a dollar store type um, establishment. We don't have yeah. five and dimes where we come from, but it sounds like it's basically a dollar store.
0: Yeah, you know, back when a dime was worth a dollar. Exactly.
1: Um, and there's there's a woman who comes in, and she's very attractive and outgoing. We can perhaps infer from some of the lyrics. Um, yeah. And then they go off. To a farm on a motorcycle. Well, he says a bike. It could. Mm. doesn't have to be a motorcycle, but uh, I'm assuming it is based on the animation in oh, yeah. the music video. It's a motorcycle. Right. And
0: also, where he put he puts her on the back of the bike, whereas I think if it was a like a like a bicycle, bicycle, you'd put him on the handlebars. Handlebars Good catch.
1: Right. All right. Um, and then they have sex in a barn.
0: And it's the best sex. And
1: it's the best. Um, it's electric. Anyway, so, more specifically, uh, working part-time in a five-and-dime, my boss was Mr. McGee. He told me several times that he didn't like my kind because I was a bit too leisurely. So, some of the comments seem to uh, suggest that this is implying a level of racism. I don't know if it has to be because he seems to be a bit lazy on the job anyway. He says he's leisurely. He's kind of speaking in a way that where he's kind of minimizing his own fault, perhaps. But uh, right. maybe the boss just doesn't like that he slacks off at work. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it could also it's be a, a generational vague. thing.
1: To, true. He might just not like young people. The key,
0: where we're pulling, I think, the racism from this is specifically that he he says, this my kind. is his kind.
1: True. True, which I would generally expect to mean to be a racist thing. Yeah, um, and I'm trying to think of other examples of like when it would, when it would refer to like age or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, you but know, that does seem to be yeah. the pull.
0: and it makes sense because I, I think yeah, if you were talking about a generation, typically you say like that's the problem with your generation.
1: True, but it Whereas, doesn't rhyme it, with de-
0: <laughs> exactly. Whereas if you group people by their race, you know, it's always like you people, right, or that kind.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Um, but he also admits that. He isn't maybe doing the best job.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But But then I think with the the following lines where he says, seems that I was busy doing something close to nothing, but different than the day before, like his boss seems to be a little fucking nitpicky as well.
1: Right, right. Like he's constantly trying to... Like like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of like, I don't like you because you're lazy, so I'm going to treat you poorly, which will make you want to not work, which (laughs) will... make me think more poorly of you which etc cetera, etc cetera, yeah kind of situation maybe
0: but maybe. ultimately what the what this establishes is and may this is again i feel like a universal experience but i could be wrong a shitty job like you know the job sucks this boss is on your ass it doesn't seem to be very busy if a woman can walk in through the outdoor Right and and it's just, it's just like it's setting up an average kind of like not excellent day.
1: Yeah, it's just like it's boring and there's not much going on, but something mm-hmm. happens, and yeah, that happens at the end of the first verse when he says, "That's when I saw her. Ooh, I saw her. She walked in through the outdoor, outdoor. She wore a and then we ellipsis and then we go into the chorus later, but." So you were talking about walking in through the outdoor, how that was kind of showing that it was not busy because there's not people walking out the door. Mm -hmm. I think also there's a bit of an implication that she's kind of like going against the grain, like she's a little little different, maybe a little, I don't know, assertive because she's kind of not following the rules casually. If
0: nothing else, at least eccentric, right? Sure. It's, uh, interestingly, people in the Genius comments seem to bring up this idea of her being a rebel or maybe even a, a feminist, and I'm, like, I'm not 100% sure on that. I, I know, don't necessarily like, think it's incorrect, but I think it's a bit of a reach.
1: That is really, like, reading into that line, I think, but also, I do think it's supposed to imply that there's, like, she's maybe a little a little bit of a rebel, rebellious character, like, just a little bit, you know?
0: Yeah, but even as I've just said, we've but... set up, we've set up a, a usual day. We've set up the mundane. Yeah, And then what is a more obvious signal of unusual than, you know, in through the outdoor, right. using something for the opposite purpose?
1: Yeah, something, the opposite of what you expect to happen suddenly happens. Mm-hmm. And then boom, now everything's changed. It's not it's, a normal day yeah. anymore.
0: Exactly. So if nothing else, regardless of the character of this woman, this, right. this moment is striking.
1: It's important. Mm-hmm. That Mm-hmm. That's our inciting incident of the story. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so we find out what she, she wore. Uh, ellipses hit the chorus. Raspberry beret, the kind you find in a secondhand store. Raspberry beret. And if it was warm, she wouldn't wear much more. Raspberry beret. I think I love her. I think I love her. So, yes, this is like
1: entirely visual. This is him just seeing her walk in and just like... Uh, and falls in love immediately. Um mm-hmm. I guess the other implication here about maybe her somewhat outgoing attitude. raspberry's a bit of a It's a very bright color. Like it's kind of this mm-hmm. bright fuchsia shade. It's it's not the color that I would actually associate with like legitimate raspberries. Right. But it it's a bright color. So I feel like it's, it's meant to be like the article of clothing is meant to be a, something that stands out. Obviously it does, because that's the first thing he notices.
0: Yeah. Now let me ask you this, Alex. Is it supposed to represent a, a vagina? Because it's like bright and red? Yeah. And, you know, a little bit floppy. It's uh, got lips <laughs> on it. <laughs>
1: Very possible. Um, I also think the beret is associated with like, French people. So there's yeah, some implications there because often, um, like, there's connections made between, like, just being French and, like, romance.
0: Mm, yeah. And there's also, like, uh, there's ideas of... Some people think it's attached to, like, intellectualism, a Raspberry Beret. Right, it's um, kind of like it's... an artsy hat. Yeah, an artsy hat.
1: Um. The other thing... I don't know how much there was um, like culture there was around like secondhand shopping in the mid eighties. And if it would be similar to how we think of it now, but we generally associate like hipsters with vintage clothing.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's kind
1: of like that as well. If there's like that art artistic flair. Um, I also think it's almost the kind of kind of a piece of clothing you would buy because it's very striking and then not necessarily have the courage to wear it because it's very bright Mm -hmm. Um, so then you give it to the second hand store and then this person is kind of has the guts to pick it up and actually wear it
0: yeah there is something even romantic in that idea of finding something at the second hand store it's another form of maybe destined meeting so we have not only this woman with the raspberry beret walking in through the outdoor but also her encounter with the beret,
1: yeah, so like the beret has layers is what we're saying, <laughs> like there's implications to the beret, um, in the context of the story, which is more than I was expecting, um, yeah, and of course, uh the other line about her, um, if it was warm, she wouldn't wear much more in in the like short video, the short animation that it shows in the music video. She's wearing like a kind of like a big, big not big, like a backless sundress kind of situation. So just like she's not afraid to, kind of be, not wear a whole lot of clothing, which I think was a bigger deal in 1985 than it is now. Like we're more Mm -hmm. used to more revealing clothing, but uh, and that
0: may be where people are drawing this idea of her as a feminist is that she's she seems to be very comfortable with her body, right? And comfortable dressing whatever way she feels which is wearing yeah. maybe close to nothing if it's warm out
1: yeah and i don't know what wave of feminism that is but i could see that
0: it's, it's a new wave feminism baby this is the late <laughs> 80s mid-80s.
1: bossa nova all right second verse bossa
0: nova yeah he says i think i love her it's you know love at first sight it's a like i like i kind of mentioned in the intro this is a very almost like sweet and innocent song in some ways it's this love at first sight idea
1: absolutely uh, but yeah verse two built verse like she two.
0: was she had the nerve to ask me if i planned to do her any harm alex is she intensely frail or is she fucking yoked
1: i could not determine <laughs> which one it is because like prince is a small guy right yeah so is he saying like she's even smaller or like is it almost a joke because he's so small and she's like not like i don't know <laughs> she could be yoked
0: yeah uh, it's, <laughs> like she's just like super ripped she's like you gonna try and harm me brother and he's like oh no uh, but also that's snap me f- like a twig
1: the phrase the idea of like doing harm in romance is not one I have heard outside of music um, mm. the line I always remember and it's not even really about this is, is from like happiness is a warm gun he right. says I know nobody can do me no harm of course he's not necessarily talking about romance, but... Right. I feel like maybe it was a more common phrase at one point. Okay. I don't hear it.
0: And so built like she was could also alternatively be that she was very physically attractive. So she knew, she's aware of her hotness, and she's saying, you, you, you planning to bone down, son?
1: Oh, yeah. I guess like like I, she's used to propositions.
0: Right, so that's why she has the nerve. She's very forward because she is aware of who she is, what she looks like. She she knows her shit. Right. She's She's self-confident. Comfortable.
1: Confident. Mm-hmm. There's details in this song.
0: Yeah. Princess, no slouch when it comes to writing. So, so look here. I put her on the back of my bike, and we went riding down by old man Johnson's farm.
1: Johnson's farm.
0: So a man on uh, uh, Song Facts seems to believe that this was a, a subtle reference to the, uh, Old Man Johnson, your Johnson being a wiener, Alex.
1: Oh, Old Man Johnson's actually just his dick. That's his right. dick owns a farm.
0: <laughs> it's taking her down to the old dick farm.
1: Dick farm. <laughs> Check your lease, pal. And
0: you then it turns out to be not so range. subtle, because then they do just fucking bang it out. Yeah, and in he's the, like the, at the farm.
1: Um, he says, "I said now overcast days never turned me on, but something about the clouds in her mixed. She wasn't too bright, but I could tell when she kissed me, she knew how to get her kicks." And then she wore a uh, again, leading into the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, uh, first of all, she's just saying like he's just not he's not that into rain, like. I know some people are. I've known people who are like, oh, it's raining. This is the best thing that could happen. Um, which is great. Rains nice sometimes. But is he saying he's just distancing himself from that that side of culture?
0: Yeah. Is it, uh, is it like... Is the idea here that she's opening him up to new experiences? So he's like, I never really liked this thing, but uh, she really brings out, you know, the joy of an overcast day. Or it's like, you know... That, that sounds more. way
1: better than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I like that way more.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, that's kind of, that's maybe my grasp on it cuz my only other connection naturally to overcast days is that generally they're associated with more like negative or at least more tentative feelings, more pensive emotions.
1: Right. So he's kind of saying like, "Hey, we're breaking this mold and it's weird, but it's cool."
0: Mm-hmm. Again, we're breaking the mold of what started out as a very normal day working at the five and dime, right?
1: And now suddenly things are changing rapidly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't too bright, so uh like a weird line to include, I think she's not an intellectual, but she is clearly uh she has a I don't know, like an emotional intelligence. She's aware of her body and her desires and knows how to get her kicks.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I almost cuz when I hear she wasn't too bright, it starts to sound like he's like taking advantage of her. But mm. but then the next line kind of reverses that at least if you take it completely at face value, which I choose to do here, um that he can tell just from her kissing that like she she knows what she's doing again. Like right. She's familiar with like she she has experience, or at least mm-hmm.
0: she she's, yeah,
1: confident here.
0: Right, because, again, if we take the start of the verse where she has initiated the the idea of sex, she's brought it to the table. Right. Um, I guess maybe on the bike ride over, she said something stupid. She was just like, oh, the earth's flat or whatever. It's like, <laughs> okay, she's dumb. Like, but right. she, <laughs> she is aware. <laughs> she's still very much aware of what we're doing and is very much in control in that sense. Like, she is actively making moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she She's knows how to get her She's an active part of
1: this relationship.
0: Yeah. And then we get to the chorus again, Raspberry Beret. Uh, After that, we get to the fuck-verse.
1: The fuck-verse. Um, this verse
0: fucking slaps.
1: <laughs> Rain sounds so cool when it hits the barn roof, and the horses wonder who you are. I like that the horses are watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and they're the also like, who
0: the f- fuck are these people (laughs) so it's
1: not his form it's not his dick's form it's not his dick's form a dick's form um -hmm. and thunder drowns out what the lightning sees you feel like a movie star so the image here is the thunder's loud so you can't hear Mm -hmm. anything uh you can only see because the lightning is flashing and he's then relating it to like the idea of getting your picture taken yeah, um, so that's fun
0: yeah that's just like a very like very sexually explicit without necessarily saying anything about it yeah like, he's
1: like telling this story with words like suggesting that you're getting this like strobe light sex scene in a barn
0: mm-hmm. which is so loud that like only thunder can drown out yeah. the noise
1: <laughs> so yeah another good line just good line yeah, just, to you, man.
0: just fucking incredible. So he says, listen, they say the first time ain't the greatest, but I tell you if I had a chance to do it all again, and I love this fucking line, <laughs> I wouldn't change a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross, but like also so good.
1: Because uh, baby, Ugh. I'm the most with a girl as most. fine <laughs> as she was then. And then like the implication that like Again, that it's, like, collaborative. It's like, I I was only as good as I was because she was also good.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. They brought out the best in each other. And then there's also the implication with that last line that this was maybe just a one-time thing.
1: Yes, that seems to be. Or at least afterwards feels like it might be, but he would like it to happen again. Mm-hmm. But it's not a certain, it's not a certain. No.
0: Right. And so like with this verse completed, we get a picture of this brief relationship that is purely based on sex, mm-hmm. but yet somehow still sounds so beautiful, particularly with the way he d- describes it with, you know, the thunder drowning out with the lightning seas.
1: Yeah. And like, that's the, that's like the entire description of like the, the sex scene is just that because mm-hmm. it's like there's, it's, yeah, there's it really horses is staring, but also like feeling like a movie star. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't take much.
0: No, it's uh, yeah. And then we get one more chorus and then the song's done. <laughs> it's fucking tight. I like this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's it. That is just, Impressive, you know? And we talk about this all the time, but when you can just like be so succinct Mm -hmm. and and um terse, I guess. Terse might not be the best word.
0: Well it's but just like such it's so like it's three acts really. Each verse is one act and there's not too much like that really happens in any verse.
1: No, but like it tells the story and like there's secondary implications and like layers to the to the lyrics so yeah it's pretty impressive
0: yeah especially coming off of breakfast at tiffany's what was that two weeks ago (laughs) true
1: true (laughs) yeah didn't quite have the same uh impact
0: yeah let's talk about the you know the instrumentation the music going on in this song uh which opens up with uh i believe drums right
1: yeah it just opens with drums and there's kinda like some effects on the drums because it's it's a pretty straight beat, but then it'll do a like oh choo like kinda sound like it's moving around, you know. You just
0: Right, yeah.
1: So I don't know if that's an echo or just something they didn't post or whatever, but
0: Yeah, and then that highly compressed sounding, uh like hand clap.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Just whatever that is. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then that's I when mean, the he music can't...
0: video would lead you to believe it's a bunch of people clapping their hands, but that might not necessarily be the case. That's true.
1: That is what happens in the video. But it happens a lot in the video, too. And I think it's mm-hmm. less compressed some of the other times. Yeah. Um. But then he does his, like, count in thing. And then that counts the strings, and they kind of have their main riff. Yeah. That really, like, identifies the song. Like, it's a very strong opening riff because it's very distinct right at the beginning
0: yeah and they're so very like bright and sharp and they they have this kind of bounce to them they're phenomenal i'm trying to find here because i believe that's the contribution of one of the members of the revolution was specifically that string section
1: string section yeah Um, supposedly there's a Susie Katayama and a David Coleman on cello, and the violin is a Novi Novog? I don't really know mm. if that's the pronunciation. Um, but yeah, there's there's cello parts and there's violins. The violin seems to be doing the main kind of riff, but there's also cellos playing along a little bit lower. Yeah,
0: that's right. A little bit lower, obviously. Um, I, can't, I can't seem to find the note on it, but I do have something that says that the the strings, and there's allegedly some... Like finger symbols, which Middle Eastern finger, I would have cymbals.
1: called a castanet, personally, okay. but I, I think they're similar. I don't know how they differ. S- yeah, similarity. so apparently
0: that was br- a big part of what the revolution brought to this in terms of rearranging this song.
1: Is castanets or finger symbols? I should say they're probably not yeah. exactly the same. Finger
0: symbols um, and strings, baby.
1: Right, because cause there was an original recording, and then they did it again. Did it say with, like, more world influences or something like that? I guess that's... Yeah, that is what it
0: said. And, I mean, this is, like... more of an international sound. This is,
1: like, right after Graceland. So, I don't know if that influenced it directly, but it was kind of the same time period. Yeah. Shout out to Graceland.
0: (laughs) Shout out to Graceland. Which is,
1: interestingly enough, Graceland was the location... Um, was Elvis's, like, home thing, and now it's open to the public as a museum. Prince had Paisley Park, which was his, like, recording studio performance place slash home thing, which is also now open to the public as a museum. So, kind of interesting.
0: God, I hope they open up my apartment. To <laughs> you, gotta you gotta I name die. it. You gotta name it. Shit.
1: If uh, your house doesn't have a name, are you even ridiculously wealthy? Like I'm certainly not. <laughs> is anyway, anyway. Um where are we? We're just talking about the strings.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about those strings. Yeah,
1: so the strings play their little riff and they kind of do like the big clap in between. Um mm-hmm. and you can see them like coordinating it in the music video or pretending yeah. to because it's a music video. Um <laughs> Although I'm not gonna say everything in the music video is just pretending, because that would be redundant. So I probably should just stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah. and then he rides a motorcycle, but he's just he's just pretending. He's not It's just pretending. It's not, it's, it's, not, real. it's not real. It's it's a movie. It's 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 fine. It's whatever. Um and then he starts to sing. Um everything cuts down a bit. It's mostly drums. There's also some like synthesizer, I think. Yeah. In the background. Um, yeah, playing
0: in the back a little bit lower.
1: They're a little stringy, but not not like the strings.
0: Yeah, it's very much a a supporting like a backbeat. Yeah, they're pretty on
1: this. pretty low down too. Mm-hmm. In the mix. Um violin kind of starts to come in again near the end of the verse. Um and then everything jumps back in for that raspberry beret chorus.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, that's kind of the cut loose moment that the strings come in, we get some backup vocals harmonizing with him. Yeah, which Everything I think a is
1: the guitar player there. His uh, Wendy Melvolin. Mm-hmm. Possibly Susanna Melvolin. Okay. Melvolin. Anyway, a band member. You can see in, again in the music video. She's playing the guitar yeah. beside him and sh- they're singing together.
0: Mm-hmm. You also see somebody on piano singing with him later in the video. Yeah, I think that's Lisa Coleman. Person? Lisa Coleman okay. was
1: the uh, keyboardist. In the okay. Revolution.
0: In the Revolution, which, which also, great band name.
1: The Revolution? Yeah, it's so, like... Yeah. It's so simple. I
0: also... I, I like... I don't know. Prince,
1: like, with bands? One threw me off, because I always thought he was, like, solo thing. But, like, seeing mm-hmm. it as, like, Prince and the Revolution, I don't know. It sounds good. And even later on, when he had, like, the, the new power generation. Like, that's very 90s, but... I don't even know. I think that was in the '90s. I shouldn't call it very '90s because it. Anyway, I'm rambling. It fucking slaps. It's quite a name. The
0: point. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think a very good naming work, particularly with the yeah, like the Prince and the Revolution, is even better than just the Revolution.
1: Yeah, and I don't fully understand why. I think part of it is because his name is Prince.
0: That's probably part of it.
1: Like. I also, looking him up, I was expecting him to be, like, born, like, Reginald... No. His name is Prince. Like, he was born... He's born Prince. Prince. Prince? Fuck, He me. was born Prince Rogers Nelson. Like, like, that was his name given at birth. And he just stuck that's with it. It sounds like a so stage cool. name, but it's not. It's just his not. name.
0: That's wild. That's even wilder that he then <laughs> had to be the artist formerly known as Prince, because that's just his fucking name. Yeah.
1: So unexpected oh, good stuff. oh man
0: have you taken a look at his other names on uh yeah, on so Wikipedia? many of them <laughs> yeah we got the artist joey coco the kid alexander nevermind the artist formerly known as prince which is abbreviated to taf cap Taft cap uh jamie star tora tora uh christopher tracy as well as it also has the symbol
1: yes the love symbol mm. as it is known
0: god damn i don't know Um,
1: i don't know what he used all those names for but i think he wrote songs for other people and would just use like random pseudonyms
0: oh that's fun
1: like on those releases and so i guess that's what he what he's called on them yeah because he wrote manic monday you know
0: shit really yeah
1: anyway prince is easy to to get off topic on.
0: (laughs) to pull it back to this instrumentation uh it's kind of very simple like we've kind of talked about the two key portions yeah, uh, it's got like
1: a pretty distinctive uh, like riff, and it kind of sticks with that on the on the uh, on the strings. Mm-hmm. But I I mean, there's there's definitely layers to it. Like like I said, there's that synthesizer underneath, and uh, particularly if you watch the music video, like there's a lot of instrument playing, but it's hard to identify them individually mm-hmm. in the track. Um, so I think there's just a lot of like layers there, like kind of texture, but right, they still yeah, really it's... rely on the riff.
0: Mm-hmm. The one change I think is the the third verse. At least I believe so. Yeah, the third verse so, is different. Yeah, is different. You get the the string kind of whispering in at the end of some lines. That <laughs> yeah, the strings <laughs>
1: get a different <laughs> a different riff on there, which gets used a lot in the cover versions. Yeah, it does. Reasons. Um, I didn't, I didn't note the bass very much.
0: I yeah, I don't think I have a single note on the bass because I didn't really pick up on it.
1: It's pretty low. It's not the most important thing on here. I think it changes a bit, um, in that third verse. But like, there's not much else to say.
0: Yeah, it really is just to add a little texture out there. So it's mm-hmm. pretty easy to miss on it. Cause it just blends in with everything else.
1: Yeah. Um I've always liked for reasons I don't fully understand the backup vocals in the chorus. They're very like high. The way they like the attack on them, the way they come in like Rah! like I don't know. Well,
0: yeah, cuz that is the a fucking way it's hook. Sung. Yeah. Like and I think you are right to key on that very specifically those backup vocals hit in a a very a very memorable way.
1: Yeah, and again, I'm pretty sure it's it's Wendy Melvoin singing that.
0: Yeah. Does uh Wikipedia have uh, the uh the personnel on it?
1: Only because yeah. she's the um guitar player there, I think.
0: Yeah, it, in the in the uh the music video it's it's very clearly attributed to her
1: yeah it seems to be so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go with that for now anyway yeah Yeah. um
0: yeah that's really all i have to say about the instrumentation it's a fade out on this one but i don't really mind that
1: yeah it's almost like the way the story's told it's kind of like dreamy you know so it Mm -hmm. almost makes sense
0: yeah I can imagine Prince telling you this story and then just kind of drifting off. Yeah, it's as it's he like, thinks about that incredible sex. It's
1: like a slow, like a like a, what's it called when like the black edges in a in a movie, the edges like blackness, just come, come comes into the to the middle. Is there a name for that?
0: Um, circle wipe. <laughs> yeah, a circle wipe. That's a
1: that's a PowerPoint transition. Um, Hell yeah, baby! something like that
0: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm um should we talk about the music video alex
1: yeah and i think maybe some of this is supported by the music video because the music video kind of has this like uh what was it described as like neo psychedelia look to it Yeah. like he's got this like very prince-esque suit on that's like a full body suit with like a cravat and Mm -hmm. and it's like a sky blue suit with cloud pattern and everything's yeah.
0: now before we, we go any further i do have a, a oh, sure. quote on this so the way they produce this psychedelic music video is actually quite entertaining so uh simon fields who was one of the top music video producers of the time said in the book i want my mtv Quote, we filmed a whole video. Then Prince got a Japanese animator to do a completely different video and we mashed the two up. He would mess with directors. He would give them the impression that they'd be in charge of the video. Then halfway through, he'd go, Thank you. Take what you like and edit it himself. (laughs) Yeah, no, I believe all that.
1: That sounds right.
0: Yeah, it sounds very Prince, but just the idea to be like, we're going to get two music videos. Nobody's going to know that <laughs> on either music video is going to know that I'm putting two music videos together from these videos. It's just, just sneaky.
1: Yeah, it's, it's wild. Um, yeah. The music video also has an extended intro section. I think, I don't know if we listened to like a single version, it was an album version. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, where Prince like walks up and like takes his guitar. From a woman who's crouching uh mm-hmm. in front of him. Um
0: and wearing a raspberry beret.
1: Wearing a raspberry beret. Everyone's dressed up in like very, I guess, princess kind of flamboyant clothing. Um, yeah. Also, the guitar he has is like he had like several guitars um that were kind of shaped like that. Right. With uh I don't know. I, I recently saw an article. It happened about a month ago. There was a, a blue version called the Blue Angel Cloud guitar. So these might just be angel cloud guitars. I don't know. Um, okay. And it sold for something like $500,000 at an auction. Anyway. Yeah, that's nuts. So that's the blue version of this guitar um, mm-hmm.
0: that he's playing in this game yeah. video. So another thing that happens after he picks up that guitar and before he starts singing he does this sort of, like, retching cough. Writes the cough. And, and people were apparently, like, trying to, to, to derive meaning from that. Because uh, Prince is apparently pretty notorious for planting hidden messages in his songs. Like, he had a, uh, a sequence in Darling Nikki that I believe he played backwards. And there was, like, a hidden message. And so when this cough happened, people were like, what the fuck is that? What could it mean? And so he told Rolling Stone in an interview, he says, I just did it to be sick to do something no one else would do. Sick.
1: Sounds like he just misinterpreted <laughs> the meaning of the word sick. Yeah. Like, well, oh, well, look at me. Sick. It's a pun. Aha. Uh-huh. Maybe it's a pun. He's like
0: He's like, yeah, maybe. Like, the kids want something just sick. To be sick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hilarious. There's also a brief shot of the drummer.
0: Uh <laughs> Yeah, where he like uh, uh He's like dead fake,
1: like deadpan looking at the camera and then suddenly mm-hmm. just like smiles and lifts his hand up. And then it just, like, <laughs> freeze frames on that and splits it into, like, 20 shots. 16 yeah.
0: shots. Yeah. So then, yeah, it's, we get sort of... Rough. Basically, it's uh, some of it's just very straight up. Like, it's Prince playing in, on top of, like, a almost a table or just a circular stage mm-hmm. with the guitarist from his band. And there's these people dancing in sort of a variety of Prince-esque outfits. Almost somewhere between Prince and, like, Matador outfits was kind of the general vibe.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: And then, or really big, do, like
1: button ups, like yeah. oversized button ups.
0: What they do is essentially green screen the uh, the animated music video, so uh, like anything that's blue essentially uh, is see through, and then you just see the music video through it. Yeah, the, it's uh, like it's like
1: it's like weather reports where they accidentally wear green and they disappear yeah. in front of the screen. Like it has that look to it because that's literally what they're doing. just replacing the blue so it's it's fun with the yeah the animated thing so you don't actually see a lot of the animated one because it's kind of in the background um when it is when it does show up um but it's there and it's definitely makes it different you know
0: yeah and then it does later cut to it directly and show him like driving to the barn and stuff right and you get to see the
1: dress that i was talking about
0: Mm mm-hmm but yeah, it is very interesting to see it see a whole animated music video essentially just used as texture.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's and like, especially nowadays where we absolutely recognize like bad green screen. Like it just looks like bad green screen, but they did it on purpose. Yeah. That's <laughs> so fun.
0: Well yeah, particularly in one of the early shots, you get that sort of like where you can see that the green screen isn't smooth. There's artifacts of the real world on yeah. this this, uh, drawn world, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's bad, like, but it's intentional.
1: Yeah, and, or, like, you know, like, it, it shows up on his outfit, because his outfit's the same shade of blue as the background, so. Yeah. He's just, like, disappears. He's a floating head and cravat
0: just, like, singing this song. Yeah, there's, like, some hand-drawn trees or whatever the fuck, like, poking out through him. And they just
1: drive their, their, uh, motorcycle right to a barn
0: yeah that's like that's the music video it's very cool it's uh yeah. pretty fun to watch
1: there's also a, a brief section where um wendy wendy Melvolin's um the reflection on her decolletage it becomes i guess the right shade of blue so the video starts playing there too so that's
0: <laughs> yeah that's very chaotic uh
1: yeah it just kind of shows yeah. up wherever.
0: Now, with that, um, unless you got anything else to say, we're going to start getting into covers. That's pretty much it. All right. Um, get-
1: I, I guess the one other thing I would say is that I'm kind of curious to see the full animated video because you yeah. don't get to see much of it. It's in the background. And it seems to be like kind of smoothly animated, you know? I guess it was mm-hmm. Japanese, you said, right? so
0: Yeah, Japanese uh, animator. Let's see. Do I have the name for that? Uh, created by Colossal Pictures co-founder Drew Takahashi. Drew. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Extended version song number. Okay. I wonder if that's.
0: But yeah, it would be nice to get because uh, it is some very smooth animation. He seems to do things where like one image will then melt and blend into the next part of the story, right? Yeah, you
1: can see like like she'll turn into. Like turn around, and her hair will become a cloud, and then she'll turn to a cloud kind of thing. And yeah, I imagine there's no, a lot I of. I see cool. a heart with wings and like flowers. I imagine there's a lot of like that kind of imagery. It seems like fun. Would be fun to watch.
0: Yeah, even if it's well, not let's...
1: superimposed on top of
0: prints. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk about these covers, though, Alex. Talk about these we are Just about an hour in.
1: Yeah. Oh, are we? oof? All right. Let's go.
0: <laughs> Hindu love gods, 1990. <laughs> Um, this is an interesting one, formed in Athens, Georgia. This is essentially just like a side project for a lot of the members of R.E.M. Sometimes Warren Zavon and Brian Cook are there.
1: Yeah. And so this was supposedly recorded um, during, it was a Warren Zevon album recording that they were all working on, and they recorded mm-hmm. some tracks not intended to be released on the album. So several years later, they got compiled and released as Hindu Love God's the album and and this one actually did okay like this one sold reasonably and became a single so and i think performed it on david letter
0: yeah and i think this this cover directly influences a later cover we'll talk about for for sure but uh it's very it's very like 1990 it's very professional garage rock sound on this to me
1: yeah definitely it's it kind of like tries to get that more like rock and roll grit thing kind of less produced sound um than the original focus everything back on the guitars uh what they do is they take the riff from the third verse and they yeah, the basically just the fuck jam and they just play that through the whole thing like that's the guitar riff or most of it
0: yeah, so it'll be like, essentially the intro is down 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 down. So three big long sustained, followed by that uh like string arpeggio. Yes,
1: yeah, so that gets played during that that verse. So that's kind of the yeah, that's like what they do. Um, and then of course you know distorted guitars makes it it's more like rock and roll sounding guitar rock kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And uh, Warren Zavon uh, reading the lyrics essentially.
1: <laughs> is that an actual story, or is that just the way he? Uh,
0: sings? Um, I I saw that as a a quote somewhere. It might have been on their Spotify description or something. But yeah, it was about they, but they didn't describe him as singing it. They said it was here we go. Yeah, it's in their uh, Spotify bio reading um t- 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 yeah it says uh over the course of a single drunken after-hour studio session uh with zayvon assuming vocal duties for a series of loose-knit electric blues blues covers capped off by a reading of prince's raspberry beret
1: <laughs> reading <laughs> yeah i mean i guess so i i wouldn't be too surprised it's possible i still think he does a decent job um it's not yeah, amazing it's r- but i i like Warden Zavon.
0: Yeah, I think his, he's got it's a, a good expressive voice. Zavon reading. Like it yeah. sounds like Warren Zavon.
1: He's got a few the way lines. she me? Yeah, where yeah he'll kind of do that, kind of more spoken word, kind of exaggerated yeah. thing, storytelling kind of deal. Um, but that's that's uh, pretty much this version. Like it's more of like a straightforward rock and roll adaptation yeah. than anything else.
0: It's very it's very even despite, you know, trying to conjure this electric blues sensation. It's very uh there's not a real high low difference between the verse and chorus.
1: That's true. There's not a whole lot of change. And I guess it makes sense like they were just kind of messing around and it ended up yeah. getting released. <laughs> so it's a pretty straightforward thing, but I don't think they put a ton of thought into it.
0: Yeah, and like the instruments time. sound good. They have a good tone and stuff. Like it sounds like like a, a professionally made rock version of this. Yeah,
1: but but there's like not much else.
0: Yeah, and somehow despite that, it's 30 seconds longer than the original.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they just like, there's a few parts where they just like play, they don't really solo. Like there's a there's parts where it seems like there should be a solo, but they just kind of play the riff a few times. And right. that ends up making it a bit longer because they just kind of, Like don't jump into the next verse, which might just be because like they were drunk and he forgot to. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and they're maybe they were just like, okay, somebody'll do it. Like we'll play the riff, and then one of us is gonna solo, and then they all just did the riff, and they're like, well, fuck. Okay, get back to it then.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's how that one went.
0: Yeah, another fade out on this one. So it's a very, it's a very interesting thing just because of the people involved in it.
1: True, it's. Warren Zevon, which I would not associate with Prince in my mind,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: but it was—I almost wonder. It sounds like he respects the art, but it almost seems like it was—it seems out of place. Hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it is. It is an oddity, but you know, worth listening to at least once. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of something I listened to at least once, we're gonna talk about Maggie Kim in two
2: thousand three. Maggie Kim. a was she wouldn't wear much.
1: So Maggie Kim I think he's still around. Uh, there's like ten years between releases on Spotify, but it sounds like they are the same person. I looked right. her up a little bit. She has some other songs. She's around. She's a, like a she, producer and a bass player and a whatever. Does some yeah. Songwriting um, herself. Her Singer Facebook Rally's page
0: stuff. calls her a singer-songwriter, bassist, producer, and one of the most recognized Asian American independent music artists today.
1: Yeah, there was like a fair amount of material like about her.
2: So mm-hmm.
1: seems to have that. There was some like interviews and stuff, music videos. So. YouTube. Yeah. So this um, one opens up This with is like back from like sorta... 2003. This is an older one.
0: Is this yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. 2003. Yeah. Hot damn. <laughs> it opens yeah, with I some
1: even... <laughs> some like synthesizer doing this like do 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 do. do, 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 do.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it kind of bounces between the left and right uh sides of the 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 space. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sure. yeah. Speakers. I don't
0: know. And yeah, then, the left and right speakers. That would be how you say <laughs> that's that. That's what
1: we call those. Um, and then the other thing it does at the beginning is um it takes that kind of like echoed drum beat from the original. There's a few samples from the original yeah. on this. So it does the like choo 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 like that drum beat that you hear yeah. in the original. Uh plays that a couple times. And then has a sample of Prince counting in.
0: Yeah. And that's Seems like a weird thing to sample, but like, the I count in, yeah, <laughs> I
1: mean, just a little bit of Prince be like, hey, this is what song it is, because it hasn't really yeah. identified itself yet. Because yeah, her like beat she's doing is just some drums, um, mm-hmm. which I guess the original has, but it's still, I wouldn't say totally recognizable. Um, and right. then you get the Prince count in and you kind of know what, what you're in for.
0: Yeah, dog. I don't know. And so we we get to the uh the 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 we finish that intro, we get to the first verse. Um again, we get we get something closer to spoken word on this. It's very uh Yeah, it's like very half-sun. like low
1: energy and I, it seems like if I had more context on 2003, I could give it give it a better description. Um right, Pla- place Water it is. in the in the cultural yeah. context
0: of the time. But I um I think yeah. it
1: fits somewhere in there. <laughs> somewhere They're in there. They're also very compressed, the vocals.
0: Yeah. And then we get a guitar, which is very uh, focused on, like, uh, you know, being short and sharp. but cuts off pretty quick every yeah. time it starts up.
1: So as soon, like, as he does, as soon as it plays the count in, and, like, instead of the strings coming in right there, it just plays, like, a doot, doot, Like, it's that, like, very brief guitar sound.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, staccato. That's the word. It's staccato. For
1: staccato.
0: Fuck, that was bugging me for like a day. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. And
1: then there's a few other... Um, kind of like it also plays like parts of the riff on that guitar. But it kind of... Sections, small sections.
0: Small sections, but yeah, in the staccato kind of style where you just almost get a taste of it without really hearing the full thing.
1: Yeah, it doesn't have that sustain where it rings out that you get so much...
0: Mhm and there's a there is a bass in here it's pretty low, pretty soft.
1: Yeah, it's a little I think a little more forward than in the original cuz the original yeah, had for sure more stuff going on, so the bass kind of got buried. Um mm-hmm. but it's not super forward. But it's noticeable. Yeah,
0: it is noticeable.
1: Um there's some other stuff where like she'll do like a vocal doubling effect on out like on the repeat. Two right. things like that. Um and, of course, because it's got to build throughout the the verse for the second part, it gets more drums.
0: Yeah, even those drums, though, still pretty sparse.
1: Yes, it stays pretty sparse for that first verse, absolutely. Um, but when it jumps into the chorus, it gets a lot less sparse.
0: Mm-hmm this is kind typical like cut loose the guitar starts actually ringing out instead of cutting everything Yeah, there's more sustain
1: there and then the um the drums get a lot more cymbal or tambourine
0: Yeah, there is something in there's that uh higher metally end.
1: Yeah, and then the vocals are stay doubled here. Yeah. Um the other Thing. No, that's not about the chorus. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, well, at the end of that chorus, if we're gonna move forward, they do like a do no 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 no, so almost like a build that just leads to the second verse.
1: Yes, and then it like has a kind of a quick cutout, and then you get these like two bass notes where it goes like bah, bah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it goes into another chorus. That uh, verse. Yeah,
0: and then so yeah, on this verse we get a uh, like a sort of gentler. I think it's a guitar. It could be a synth. Uh, I, think I think it is a guitar. I think it is a guitar. I agree.
1: Playing like higher notes, it's kind of echoey. Playing like bam,
0: bam. Yeah.
1: Up in that higher, uh higher range.
0: And that's going to stick around for essentially the rest of the song. It comes in on the next chorus, so that's a bit of adding in layers as we progress.
1: There's also right at the end, she says a line. Um, she knew to get kicks. So she says it so fast.
0: Is that I, it, for me? It just sounded like she said she liked to kiss.
1: She liked to kiss. I think she's just saying it really fast. Like she waits a bit too long. She says, "I could tell when she kissed me. She needed to get a kiss." Like,
0: let me give it a listen.
1: One thirty-two is the timestamp on that one. One thirty-two.
0: Okay, yeah, I could hear it being jammed in there. But she needed to
1: get a kiss. Just need
0: to get a kick.
1: I don't know. I, but funny. yeah, it, I,
0: so I nice. had to listen to it like 20 times. I was like, what the fuck is she saying there? And I still didn't get it.
1: Mm. Uh, and then we do another chorus and pretty much it's got that high guitar. Like that's pretty much the Yeah, the
0: that's the only difference. Um, and then I have written here, she's whispering about fucking. So obviously that means the third verse.
1: It is the third verse.
0: Um, You get that you get kind that... of intro
1: thing, like, it's a little different from the intro, but similar synthesizer thing. That's okay, playing yeah.
0: Big. I thought that might have been that high guitar doing like a muted plucking.
1: It could be. These could all be the same thing.
0: Yeah, they, they, that very well could be the yeah, same um, thing.
1: That would make some sense because, you know, less instruments,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And then along with that, that sort of bubbling rhythm at the bottom, we get some kind of guitar, electric guitar sustains in the back.
1: Yeah, yeah, that guitar. And then, um, sorry, I'm lost in my notes. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it just layers those instruments on more and more, and, and you get like, a, I think there's a few different electric guitars getting added throughout. Um, yeah, like I believe it. some distortion on one, and one sounds a little more overdriven to me, like there's... So there's some, right. there's some layers. Um and then the next chorus has some more backup vocals, I think. That's right. Which are like mm-hmm. I don't even hear know what she says. It's like kind of fine like it's just the lyrics. Yeah, suck. they're Slowly. repeating
0: some lines from the chorus slower. Yeah. And then once we come to the end, we're we're taken right back essentially to the intro with that little uh, like ringing synth.
1: Yeah, it like does a couple of choruses and then it ends suddenly. This version.
0: Yeah. That's that that's this one. What did you what did you think about this one overall? Um. Uh, this one, I I thought was like fine,
1: but it. It feels a little more... Hmm, no, that doesn't make sense to say. What did I think of this one? It didn't, like, grab me too much. Um, it seemed like there was effort put into it. Like, someone was, was doing some work here. Yeah. Um... But
0: it's a lot of effort almost... made into like little changes, whether it's just like making something staccato or adding in a synth, like yeah, I don't something. Know if,
1: I don't know if it just felt like a little dated, because it's just, it does feel kind of. I mean, it's made in two thousand three. It doesn't sound like someone made it this year, you know. Hmm. Um. It's obviously kind of on the lo-fi end, which is fine. Um. It was fine. It's
0: yeah, it's uh, I, I think it stood out in the playlist because it came right after uh, Hindu Love Gods, which was a very straight yes, d- cover. Yes, it definitely
1: does a lot more to change it. Uh, there's different sound. The vocals are very different. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's a quite a gap, just a time gap between those two. So it's kind of the more modern sound. Yeah. Okay, even if they both kind of sound dated.
0: Yeah, in the, in their own special ways. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Beyond that, not really a standout for me. Let's talk about another one that's not a standout. Uh Dave Damiani in Dave?
1: 2013. Damiani. She wore a beret, the kind you find in a store. Reds, I'm saying that, Damiani. I don't know. Damiani, Damiani 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 Duh, money, nah. No. You gotta change all of your vowel sounds to uh,
0: uh, Duh, money. Because that's the
1: easiest vowel sound to make, supposedly.
0: Duh, uh. He's an American singer-songwriter and producer based out of LA. Yeah, he's like His a whole... LA
1: jazz band leader type guy.
0: Yeah, his whole fucking website was just like, I've played with these famous people, and I've played for these famous these people. Famous people. Like, a lot oh. of
1: name dropping.
0: A lot of name dropping.
1: Um, so great, cool, way to go. Which man. I think
0: already set me off on a, a bad track with this one. And uh, just for everybody who needs to know, this is a six minute and seventeen second jazz version.
1: It is. It is. Um, compared to some of the. Extended, like lounge room jazz versions of things, uh, we've talked about. I didn't find mm-hmm. this one terribly offensive. Um, well, it's
0: instrumentally dance, so there's always something going on, right?
1: Yeah, uh, he does manage to do some uh change ups, like particularly some of the like vocal melodies they'll do, you know, make it take the timing on and stuff like that.
0: Um, Yeah, pulls it into that sort of jazz slowness.
1: Yeah, and he's got like a, he's got a big band backing him up. So there's some horns, uh, for that. Yeah, there's like
0: three different horn sections.
1: (laughs) Which I think is, I mean, a big band is, I believe, saxophones and then trumpets, no, saxophones and trombones and
0: trombones and
1: trumpets and, anyway. I'm, for, I'm, I'm blanking now, but I'm pretty sure it's like 15 or 20 piece band.
0: Okay, because um, at, at the top we get the also, drums. That's what a big band is. And then we get, uh, it's like two, it's either two different horns or just two sections of horns do almost like a call and response. One does like a, and the, the response is like a,
1: yeah, you get those lower horns and the higher horns and then saxophones come in start doing their own little riff. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like added stuff for this version um there's a lot of like switching up like i said oh that's the that's not until the chorus maybe i'm getting ahead of myself here
0: now we can move through this at a at a less than leisurely pace there is six minutes of it to get through
1: <laughs> fair enough yeah and then he's like he does that kind of like swung slow like um rhythm with the with the lyrics
0: yeah, you know. even it's somehow very pronounced on the the title line raz berry yeah.
1: yeah. He's switching it up. <laughs> He's switching it up uh with that sort of raz berry It's like that got that space. So raz berry yeah. and then kind of like speeds it up at the end. Um and that I mean that makes it sound more like jazzy, I guess. Like that's
0: That's jazz baby.
1: That's uh, we say that a lot. Um, it's all jazz. Everything is jazz.
0: It's all jazz to me. Mm. Um, um. Yeah. It's they.
1: There's a. Going through this quickly. Yeah. There's like a, a bridge. They add a little bridge. You get some time there. Um, mm-hmm. Then they go back to the verse sections, very similar, but there's more horns. Um, they're still pretty soft, but there's a lot more. Um, they introduce an electric piano at that point. Um, yeah. Also, instead of a, a bike, it's a van. So he's putting a Ooh, woman that. in the back of his van.
0: Um, that's not good. That's yeah, a bad. That's a red flag.
1: Uh, don't love that lyrical change. Don't uh, love that. Another change, she says, instead of, um, I could tell when she kissed me, she knew how to get her kicks. She says, I could tell when she kissed me, she knew how to give a kiss, which is, I don't know, a little, it's the same meaning, but now you've rhymed, like you said kiss twice and yeah, I don't know. Um, there seemed to be even more horns in the next chorus. Um yeah this the that's the major part of overarching this overarching theme is more horns. They add just more and more horns as they go. There's so many horns. So many. Um also for some reason it doesn't say barn. Just removes the word barn from the third verse. So it sounds that's so right. cool when it hits the roof. Um it doesn't mention the barn. I don't know why. Um for time <laughs> like <laughs> I guess they it's getting a little yeah. bit long they wanted to cut that out. Um got to cut out this one word. <laughs> And Oh, at this part they kinda get this like going back and forth thing uh with the horns. Mm-hmm. Cause you gotta break it down a bit for the third verse, because it's the different verse, right? That's right. Kind of going like a boom, bang, boom, bang. And that's different horn types. Um and then you get to the second half, you gotta do a lot of build. Pretty standard stuff. You know, uh, especially yeah. when this one has a lot like wider dynamics. They go much higher and much lower mm. throughout the song. There's bigger swings. That's um, right. Yeah. So it's swing music. Dun, dun. What? Nah, just kidding. I don't. I honestly don't know. I don't think it is.
0: Yeah, but anyway, no, I couldn't tell you swing um, music from non-swing music. So. And
1: then, and then there's an electric piano solo. That's right uh for a while i liked the bass in in this i believe
0: yeah it's a stand-up bass it's got a good tone to it
1: uh during that solo but yeah it's a jazz solo it's a jazz electric piano solo like i don't know
0: yeah does it go so like what happened is is i hit the four minute mark on this listen to maybe 10 seconds to the piano solo and then my brain just like tuned right the fuck out cuz apparently that's when I leave jazz songs is when Bad the solos start.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I thought this one um overall, I actually thought it was a pretty decent like jazzy arrangement compared to some I've just really not liked and this one it's not like there were like four solos or anything. Mhm. They were somewhat restrained in that, um, and they did a lot of, like, changing it up to make it feel jazzy. Nothing groundbreaking. Um, You know, it's pretty straightforward, standard, like, um, jazz arrangement of a pop song. But compared to some that can get so just, like, masturbatory, I thought this one was pretty decent.
0: Yeah, this is definitely on the better side of a bad jazz. I'm not sure I'm still on board with it. I think maybe they went a little heavy on the horns. There were a
1: lot of horns. There were, the horns intensify throughout. So if you, if you like horns, you'll get them from this.
0: Yeah, you're going to get for a fucking ton sure. of them. There but like, you're horns. right. It wasn't necessarily a boring version. It wasn't masturbatory, I would agree. But I still, I still find <laughs> it lacking for its length. The, and the amount of things it does in that time is still just a little bit underwhelming.
1: Yeah, it it really spaces everything out and and um makes it feel a little slower. Um and like I said, nothing like really stand out. Mhm. Um in it, I didn't think so. Decent. Yeah. Decent, not amazing.
0: Decent, not amazing. Speaking of uh the words we can use to describe anything, <laughs> this is the <a> segue. <laughs> into caballero ronaldo caballero in 2015
1: this is a pseudonym for an artist named luis miguel gonzalez martinez and he is mm-hmm. spanish um this is from an album of covers oh this is 2015 by the way the last one was 2013 2013 um so we are in a different decade now um this is an album of of with a lot of covers on it including a cover of oh you pretty things um which starts exactly the same (laughs) (laughs) really this song it has the like it's this like toy like uh, xylophone sound doing like a do like build up they both do the exact same thing. I don't know what to make of it.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. um, Yeah, interestingly, this guy does a <laughs> lot of covers, particularly, like, he does a lot of full albums, except for the White Album, which his 2019 release is called One Third of the White Album <laughs> by the Beatles, obviously. He also does a lot of Frank Zappa, interestingly enough. Yeah. Including, like, full Spanish-language covers. Pretty wild.
1: Um... Also, I wanted to mention caballero apparently translates to something like gentleman or knight or sir. Um, Yeah, so the uh, dictionary
0: definition from Google says a Spanish or Mexican gentleman, or in the U.S., apparently in the southwestern U.S., it means a horseman horse like man a horseman I suppose not a horseman, not like a, not a centaur but a dude who rides horses right
1: right uh, and when I went to the uh, Spanish Wikipedia page for him it translated the title to Rinaldo Knight hmm. instead of Caballero Rinaldo <laughs> so, okay that's kind of cool so it didn't know it was a name um, yeah this one after that Kind of strange xylophone intro. There's some drums, and then like this kind of very wah guitar playing the string riff, and like wow, 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 like it's got that wah sound to
0: it. Yeah, and then you've got like a sort of bouncing rhythm <clears throat> guitar in the back, just like a dun, 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 yeah. Dun, it, dun, it's dun. really
1: like it sounds like it's accentuating those like upward strums, up strums. Yeah. Um, and also there's a drum machine. Later yeah. on, I believe a kit joins in as well, but there's like, yeah a I believe as soon as image.
0: we hit the verse, we get the kid in there.
1: Um, so, and then when he starts to sing, it's like a pretty heavily accented.: um,
0: Yeah, it's a thick Spanish accent. And on I'd, this.
1: I'm not sure if it's strange because the way he enunciates things makes it almost seem like there wasn't a lot of understanding of what all the words meant.
2: Yeah. But
1: he didn't seem to learn it phonetically either because he says raspberry barrette like he pronounces the T, which to me would imply mm-hmm. that he read the word. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, heavily and accented. He clearly
0: covers a lot of English music, so you think he would understand. I guess he must. Obviously,
1: yeah. He's got it, right? Like, Yeah. It's English. It's like the French language. Mm-hmm. It's a lingua franca. Um <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh sort of. But anyway, um So that yeah, this one's kinda just got like those strange strange vocals and like that guitar. That's kind of the the uh distinguishing part about this. Uh also yeah. it's kind of like spoken word throughout his yeah
0: very spoken word until you get to the chorus where things are saying a little more
1: right he does start to sing for that um and then there's also that drum machine like it's a kit during the verses and then a drum machine during the chorus or both i think during the chorus um and it doubles the vocals and
0: Hmm. Interestingly, this is uh the shortest version, two fifty-one. They cut out the the third verse.
1: Yeah, there's no third verse at all. Um,
0: so we never know what happens in that barn.
1: don't know what happens in the barn. We don't even know there's a but barn. He, we just that's know he's exactly. on Old man's Johnson's farm. Johnson's farm.
0: Johnson's farm, and he says she kissed uh, at the end of that. Instead of saying she knew how to get her kicks, he just repeats, "Uh, she kisses me a few times." He might even just say she kissed me.
1: She kissed me. On the back of my Um Yeah, and it's kind of like it's kind of odd, but it's like like you said, it's bouncy and it's mm-hmm. cut it's like short, so it's kinda of like it's got like a good energy to it. Yeah. You know, like it's, and it's 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 weird. Definitely. Just like the way he he does everything, like the way he speaks is a little unusual so it's very like i don't know it it, it's very ear catching
0: like a spanish johnny cash almost yeah kind of very deep voice
1: yeah his voice is very deep so i i found this one entertaining definitely
0: yeah i found it like oddly charming but yeah you know
1: yeah unusual
0: unusual and after, you know, listening to a six and a half minute version, it's nice to have something that knows when to end.
1: Yeah. A nice, uh, nice cool down.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of things, Freedom Curl freedom in curl. the year 2016. Yeah. So that's that's his legal name.
1: Freedom Curl? Yes. Cool.
0: Curl? just a fun a fun fact curl. curl. It's pretty fucking curl, isn't it? Um so as um, I understand
1: yeah. this guy produces all his music on an iPad.
0: Yeah, that's what his Spotify thing says. He if he gets, you know, intensely wealthy, they're going to open up his home studio as a museum cuz he calls it Cabaret Curl.
1: Cabaret and it's cabaret with a K.
0: With a K, he's
1: doing the like Donkey Kong Country naming scheme.
0: That's right, baby. Um, so cool,
1: with a K, yeah, cool. with a K. Um, cool.
0: let's see his picture. There is he a Kremling? Does he look like a lizard person? Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, he's an alligator. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, he's an alligator man. Who knew? Not me. Uh, so yes, they're all produced, self produced on an iPad. I guess this particular album is called sign of the eye times which is kind of a reference to that i guess or it sounds I, like it. yeah
0: i guess sign of the eye times it also yeah if not for the fact that he is uh, like actively advertising that he does his producing on an ipad i would expect this to have been made in 2007 this yeah. would be the original working eye title of, of we will rock you would be <laughs> sign of the eye times
1: of like we gotta update we will rock you Let's put eyes at lowercase eyes in front of everything. Yeah. Well, what will we call it?
0: Um. Oh, what will we call it? God damn! I still can't believe we paid real actual currency quite, to see that. Quite, quite a bit of it too. Quite a bit. It
1: wasn't cheap. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um. Anyway, so this one comes in with like some pretty heavy kick drums. You get that like, and like, yeah. I, I, I like the the kicks here. They're 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 uh they're pretty weighty.
0: Yeah, it gives like a lo-fi, almost like John Cougar Camp vibe is what I got from this Lo-fi
1: one. Johnny Cougar? Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I get that. I get that. Um, And then it does the the drums for a bit. There's some like... There's a little piano like...
0: Very briefly. Ditty. There's like a... Yeah.
1: And like that's it.
0: That's it until the end of the song where yeah. it plays that bit again. I
1: literally wrote like, where did the piano go? And then an early note and then be like, oh shit, there it is. <laughs> There it is, like very, very end of the song. The piano comes back. Um, so he kind of has his like raspy, like I was working part time at a five and dime.
0: Yeah, this is supposed to be like the Americana version, you know? Yeah,
1: and the way I did that almost sounded like I was trying to, um, trying to imitate John John Cougar Mellencamp. So, yeah. So I'm seeing the connections more now.
0: Yeah, see, so it's starting to make a little sense. So we get like a, like an acoustic guitar doing some rhythm.
1: Yeah, doing like a little bit of picking and then be like, and then strum a few uh, chords kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And then perhaps the most interesting thing is this synth that comes in.
1: Yeah, once you hit the chorus, the synth starts to play this like... <laughs> like mm. a riff. Also, there's like a shaker. There's like some kind of maracas or some kind of shaker. Yeah. Just wanted to mention that. A little that.
0: more of that organic uh, percussion.
1: Yeah, but that synth, which I don't think is based on anything specifically. I couldn't get <laughs> yeah. anything out of the riff. It's a little, it was unexpected. It, It's uh, different from the rest of
0: the yeah. sounds
1: in this song. Um,
0: yeah, it does sound a little out of place, but I think the idea of it is in the right spot i think the sound needs to be adjusted on it
1: yeah perhaps perhaps it was uh, strange cuz it doesn't sound like a song that would have like you were saying it it sounds like this like working class thing mm-hmm. and then there's this like very electronic sounding synthesizer which kind of breaks that <laughs> yeah
0: illusion. like i wonder if you'd brought the piano back instead maybe something a little more organic
1: i was kind of expecting the piano to come back earlier but it's almost kind uh, of a joke you would think so but anyway um the other thing he says uh when it was warm she wouldn't wear more which uh seems to imply that she is just completely naked except for except a, for a, a hat in this like dollar <laughs> store which yeah. is, is definitely uh, well i guess if you i think if you're protesting something you can do it yeah i suppose but i don't know i mean this is minneapolis we're talking about so who knows
0: <laughs> who knows also interestingly enough no mention of her build in the uh the start of the second verse. So he just opens by like this woman had the nerve to ask me if I was going to hurt her.
1: <laughs> I actually didn't notice some of his lyrical changes. That's um, the
0: I think that's the only one I have on record, but again, I feel like without that line, it changes the context of that interaction pretty severely.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does he does like cut out a few lines, make him a little more like spoken wordy. Uh, so they don't have to fit with the rhythm, um, mm-hmm. to various levels of success. I guess apparently that one's yeah. definitely awkward.
0: Yeah, he goes for like a full-on poetry reading of the third verse.
1: Yeah, I also think he also he doesn't say "I think I love her," he just says "I love her," which right doesn't change it that much. I think it makes it sound a little less like innocent. Yeah, on his part, um, it doesn't really change it that much, but kinda lose a bit of that.
0: mm mm-hmm. And so yeah, as we come into the final chorus, the uh this already fairly sparse song breaks down to just like that Shaker percussion, Maracas, whatever they might be, and him reading the the chorus.
1: And you feel like a movie star. Yeah, it sounds very like red. Like we were talking about storytelling yeah. last time. It doesn't quite have the same gravitas as that yeah. version of London Calling that we talked about by the Beatlesons. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of a similar idea of like he's suddenly telling this story.
0: Yeah, it very much reads like people who like do actual poetry readings. It's much more in that vein than a storyteller vein.
1: I, I can hear that. I can hear that.
0: And I've never been crazy about poetry <laughs> readings, except maybe like Patty Smith, but
1: yeah, you just haven't been to the the good ones in New York.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the ticket.
1: The other slightly odd thing is there's like some strings that come in here.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Um,
1: as he's doing his poetry reading, storytelling thing, they just like get this like boom, 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 like playing their own little riff. Yeah, which seems like more. Pro- this one's kind of all over the place in terms of like production, because it does a mm-hmm. lot of I would say unexpected things. Um. First with the synthesizer, then with the um, strings and the piano. Like I said, the piano almost seems like a like a joke, like he's yeah. telling a joke to himself. Yeah, like pr- maybe he projection. was somebody was
0: originally going to come play piano for him, and then they, they didn't, and he, all he got was and that like, little bit from him. But yeah, you're right. There is a lot of odd production choices. That yeah they maybe like i understand the idea behind him, a bit of layering and i think that's a good instinct but i think he went for really odd instrumental choices yeah kind
1: of like trying trying to switch it up trying to do things a little bit different trying to do something unexpected and i think that that's not a bad thing uh to want to do mhm but um i don't know if like none of them well i i noticed them so that's good
0: yeah and but and, like i think it he has a pretty solid base here as this, you know, like working man's, like Americana version of the song, and then lo-fi John doesn't... Cougar Mellencamp. I like, yeah, lo-fi. <laughs> exactly. I like that descriptor. And then he messes that up by oh. hitting these other elements rather than building on a, what I think is already a strong foundation. Yeah,
1: perhaps. Um, I'm trying to think of an appropriate way to respond to this because it's not that I disagree with you. It's mm-hmm. that I haven't put enough thought into this to agree with you specifically. So I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. That makes sense. Like it could be true. I don't want to invalidate what you said. Sure. But I'm not sure what to say. Rebuttal,
0: uh, either later this episode or just, you and, know, before I edit this together, just send it my way. <laughs>
1: we'll just, we'll just splice that in. Like, no, fuck right you. In. This is the best. <laughs> All of it works. <laughs> Um, yeah, my overall for this one was, like, kind of neat lo-fi thing going on. Pretty sparse for a lot of it, and uh, definitely some, like, unexpected changes that occur throughout mm-hmm. the song. Uh, there's also, after that third verse, like, it goes into, like, a shaker-only section, and then that yeah. kind of, like, at some point turns into a chorus. Again, somewhat yeah. unexpectedly, because it's not really something we'd heard.
0: And then it goes from, like, shaker and chorus to no shaker and just him saying mm-hmm. the title line. And then we get the little piano. And then bit, it just, and it's then just
1: then like a boop, boop, boop. And that's like it.
0: That's it. And then we're at Frankenstein 3000 in 2018,
2: baby.
1: Yeah, there's some... They're like a rock band. Um, yeah, punk I band find from Asbury Park.
0: Oh, right, they're from New Jersey. New Jersey. They're from Jersey. And their most popular song is a cover of the theme song for that 70s show, which they did in twenty ten.
1: Which um, I don't even know the theme song to that 70s show off the top of my head.
0: We're all alright. We're all alright. Hello, Wisconsin. That's hey. the end of it. Yeah. Uh, punk punk band from Asbury Park. Um, this version to me seems to be based off the Hindu Love Gods version.
1: Very similar to the Hindu Love Gods version. Uh, they speed it up, and uh, they like double up the drums. The drums are going crazy.
0: Yeah, they're going wild. And again, we're doing that uh, verse three riff. The no 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 no.
1: Yeah, it totally totally lifts that one. And it's like a little more distorted, a little more modern sounding because it was recorded. Yeah. In recent. Speaking of those times. drums,
0: we get some cowbell in the mix on there.
1: There's some cowbell in this one. Um, yeah. What else we got? Um, things of note. They do some like falsetto backup vocals in the chorus.
0: Yeah. It's very uh like uh again talk singing but in like a hard kind of punk style.
1: Yeah, it's a little more of that. Uh, these guys seem kind of middle aged based on their picture.
0: Yeah, they're pretty old. They've been around a few years. Yeah, That's m- my understanding.
1: Anyway, um, yeah, and they kind of like the like raspberry ah, beret. You can kind of tell it's higher back up. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a small guitar part after chorus, like about two minutes in. Yeah. Um where
0: it, Yeah, you're right, about two oh five.
1: Yeah, it like it starts like they're playing a riff and then everything cuts out and the drums or then the guitar just kinda like strums really fast. That sounded like a banjo, but it was not a banjo. It was an electric guitar. Um just like for a bit, and then everything just kinda like comes back in. Yeah, that like was it an odd moment. Pauses very, very fast. Jarring. Yes. Also a very sudden thing. Um, and then that's when they do the third verse, because that's kind of the ending for the Hindu love gods version, or it would mm-hmm. have been, like where it ends. But they kind of cut out and then actually do the third verse.
0: Right. Wait, does Hindu love gods not have the third verse?
1: Um, I'm going to say no. Did we forget to mention that?
0: I think we might have. Huh. Like nine minutes, 54 seconds, and they don't mention the third verse. Yeah, they don't do the third verse.
1: They have those like weird extended guitar sections that like, are right. too long, probably. Like, I it almost seems like a placeholder, like put solo here, but they just like didn't think it was going to be released or something and like didn't.
0: Right. I think it's a misstep to not include the third verse in this song, but
1: it's kind of a big part of the song, yeah. Um, anyway, these guys do that third verse, um, and there's not much to note about that one. Yeah, and then they include
0: a kind of, like, guitar solo. The guitar, like, rips out loud for a bit, Yeah, and then, like, like a short bit, then it goes to some muted plucking, and then it rips out loud again, and then it goes back.
1: Yeah, and it kind of, like, I know there's a, they they bring up that, like, fast strumming thing again at some point.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And
1: at that, and then they do like a clapping chorus.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. There is a bit of a live band vibe to this one.
1: Yeah, I guess that's Which kind of what they would be doing. What they would do. Yeah, it
0: is likely what they'd be doing, right? So I can see this being a good one to get the crowd going. Yeah,
1: especially like it's a very fast version. hmm. Although it's also long because, like, it's not short. It's fast, but it's not short. Uh, because they actually like return the third verse
0: yeah <laughs> on the hindu love gods so yeah you end version. up with a version that is basically the same length as the hindu love gods version yeah yeah i thought it was i honestly i thought it was better than hindu love gods version
1: a little more thought I, out they kind of i i really feel like the the hindu love gods version was kind of like an off-the-cuff thing that got mm-hmm. released like that's the vibe i get off it and based on the story that's what happened um, yeah So, yeah, this is kind of like a a punched-up version of that that makes more sense as its own thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, With that, let's move into our final cover, uh, Rochelle Garnier. Garnier. Yeah.
1: I think it's Garnier because I saw a video with her in it. Let's see if I can find okay. it. And they like say her name. I've lost it. I don't know where it is. There is a music video for this one.
0: This, yeah, I have seen the music video. Um Um so she's a songwriter, singer, composer, producer, multi instrumentalist from New York. She moved to Europe and learned folk music and now she is she's obsessed with live music. That's her thing.
1: Cool. That's cool. I don't blame her.
0: Seems so we like, got accordion like cool we got violin on this we do we do have those this the big players
1: um folky she's really got that like folk indie thing going on yeah you know we got even like the way in she the form sings. Of,
0: like glass and uh like a you know organic percussion as it yeah
1: were. and like a snare like, mostly a song yeah. and maybe a kick. Yeah, like and like
0: you were saying, her her vocals are very indie. Kind of so. got that, like,
1: airy, soft sound. <laughs> Told me several yeah. times I was... Num- num. Words.
0: Yeah, buddy. That's the one.
1: That's the words. Um, Sorry.
0: Very even version, this one.
1: Another one that doesn't build a whole lot. Uh, She's got, like, yeah. kind of, like, single violin on that strings riff. Um, yeah. And she kind of does her own backup vocals.
0: Yeah. We get a kit drum in the chorus, but even then it's it's very yeah. sparse.
1: And yeah, it, it's a longer version. I'm like struggling to think of like specific things about it. The vocals are a bit like odd sounding. Um, yeah. It's kind of like you were saying folk music. Um, Kind of got like a bluegrass feel to it with that viol- violin and accordion. It's like fiddling. Yeah. Um I did like the third verse though. Mm. Um it continues yeah. like a a violin riff going on there. Um she actually does say barn. I don't know why I wrote that, because there was a version that didn't say barn, I guess. Um and then there's male backup vocals that come in. Mm. For this part. And they start to, like, harmonize. So, And this is the fucking part. So yeah. um, the other thing they did that I kind of like is the the way the drums play. Um, it starts to focus on the cymbals, which kind of, to me, imitates the sound of, like, rain on the roof. Oh, yeah. So I thought that that was a pretty good move, a, kind of an effective thing to do.
0: Yeah. Um, and so they're kind of, gotta...
1: like, whispering. It's just, like, kind of intimate Sort of yeah, there's that intimate tenderness feeling. that then yeah.
0: explodes at explodes at the end. Might explode might be a bit of a hyperbole, <laughs> but it builds into the the violin solo that comes after it. So the drums start hitting a little louder, she gets a bit louder at the end, and then we get just a, a violin hoot and yeah,
1: a little violin. So it plays a chorus basically because yeah. they do that and then they sing some more choruses. So
0: Mm-hmm. And then yeah, and, and we get a like a lot of instrumental Near the end, where it just does that uh, that third verse riff, that and we get these sort of like echoey vocals in the back, almost choir like.
1: <sighs> yeah. There's also a bit where it um, softens up and does goes back to the um, what the violin was doing in the third verse. That was kind of like low, um, mm-hmm. and then you get these like like. Like, kind of like choral-type vocals. Yeah. Um, I'm not totally decided on the outro. I I wasn't quite sure what to make of it.
0: I think it's trying to maybe encapsulate that dreamy vibe that you mentioned in the original. Like, so we were kind of okay with the fade out there, right? And she tries yeah, to I guess it's kind of make it more explicit through the instrumentation. That
1: that's kind of the feeling. Yeah.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: So I think it all works. For the most yeah, part. Yeah, I
0: think uh, I think I liked the, uh, the stuff near the end. There, I thought it was a, a good attempt at making a, a different take on it.
1: In I think an effective way for the most part. And now that we've talked about the outro, I like it more.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about this music video, Alex.
1: Yeah. Um. I didn't watch it super closely. I'll admit.
0: So it's like paper craft essentially. She writes first. She writes out the name, her name, and the the song title. Then we cut to it's like a a, like like wrapping paper basically. It's got avocados all over it. Then she they just do shit that you know fits in with the lyrics. So she says, "I'm working at the five and dime." She checks out this paper drawing of a or like a paper image. It's like a printed image of a dime and also a nickel. And then that like stock photo of a boss smoking a cigar.
1: Yeah, the like boss man meme. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, and he says, "I don't yeah, like that... your kind." It's got a little. And yeah, then he says little it in, bubble in there. Spanish in French. Yeah, what well, in no, French? No, that it says, it just says, says I, I don't speak, speak French. French.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So there's there's little fun jokes in there. Um, they make this uh image of an outdoor. They open it up. There's a, a cat wearing a, a beret behind it. And then when it says it was warm, she wouldn't wear much more. They take the clothes off the cat. And then there's just a little thing that says censored. So you can't see the cat's junk. But obviously, there's no junk to see. It's it's a picture it's of a, a cat. cat.
1: It's a cat. We normally tame. see cats naked.
0: Exactly. Then they, they, they chuck a woman's head on there. Then they they put together this picture of a cat for because of her build. So they build a cat. And then uh, that line about harming me, they put another picture of that cat where it looks sad um then they ride a bike there's barbie on a bicycle um does that rank to what I can't rank? clouds that's what that word is then we get the overcast days so there's clouds with right i sometimes i just hit the the letters in the wrong order so i was looking at the word Claudus and i'm trying to figure out what the fuck i'm saying <laughs> it's clouds claudis and so yeah then we break to a cat with a hat um now we're on a background of bananas they uh write out the word beret using raspberries
1: using raspberries yes they do
0: yeah and then you have later they do uh they put a bowl of raspberries down plus a teddy bear plus the letter a raspberry bear a um then there's this picture for the for the fuck verse there's uh, a picture of Prince and uh, this woman, I believe. It's from the Purple Rain movie.
1: Yeah, it must be.
0: And then she puts her, I guess, her face over it, and also the cat the over cat. the other one.
1: Yeah, so, so th- now there's a cat in this. It's a little, um, hmm. Yeah. Is she going f- to fuck the cat, cat, out? The cat? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that seems to be what she's implying.
0: That seems to be the implication, right? Like I don't know what else. I know else to read. That
1: songs about fucking. They replace yeah. the subject with a cat.
0: Yeah. Now it's about fucking a cat. So and then we get um, toast with raspberry jam on it. Presumably, it might just be any jam they have lying around. Um, and it spells beret. And then they bite one of the pieces of toast and put it back. Um, and then the instrumental section is a picture of, I assume, uh, Rochelle, and they slowly take these bits of paper and... The
1: jam, it. the jar of jam does say raspberries on it. Oh, okay, Fresh raspberries. Go. Trader so Joe's. So we slowly,
0: we slowly transform her from being herself into a picture of Prince. And then that's the end.
1: Yeah, so it's like, it's kind of fun. Well, it's kind of fun. There's Maybe like some, watch. some puns in there.
0: Yeah. With that, we're going to get into our final verdicts. we got three categories today. The worst version, the best version, and the version you would play when you're having sex in a barn. Sex Alex, a barn. what's the worst version of this and why? What
1: is the worst version of this? Um, Let's see. Which one did I like the least? You know, I think it was Maggie Kim. And I didn't hmm. really hate it. But... Uh, Maybe it was just a little dated for me. I I don't know. I didn't really... Didn't, didn't like it that much.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'm definitely not a standout version yeah. of hers.
1: I, I know. I almost hate to give it worse because I didn't dislike it that much, but I'm like looking at the other versions, and I don't think there was any that I liked less.
0: Right. You know? That's fair. Yeah. For me, it's I, I Dave Damiani. I just... It's jazz is tough for me. It's tough.
1: that's fair. I understand. And
0: I just look at the with this one i it didn't hit it wasn't awful like again, I'm not wasn't bad, but it didn't hit whatever sweet spot i I believe jazz needs to hit
1: sometimes. yeah, definitely not always in the mood for this kind of thing,
0: yeah, also that changing to a van instead of a bike bad move, not a good move we got some bad lyrical moves from a few people on here uh freedom curl uh removing the build uh anybody who removed the third verse but i don't know changing it to a van is <laughs> explicitly a bad idea i think
1: yeah i i like struggle to understand what the thought process was there like you know yeah. how he's supposed to be cool and personal because it's a motorcycle maybe it's just supposed to be like self-effacing kind of thing
0: yeah. i don't know it doesn't come across know. in
1: this version for sure no
0: it certainly doesn't <sighs> yeah that is my worst version i again I a reliance on horns too much alex what's your best version of this what's
1: My best version of this let's see um it is not hindu love gods it is not frankenstein no. 3000 i wouldn't give best to either one of those um but i I enjoyed the Caballero Ronaldo version. I did. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I said, it was kind of like snappy. Even though they did cut out that verse, I feel like it almost didn't matter because I was listening, not necessarily listening to his voice for like the words.
0: Right. But more so just the tone of it. Yeah. Because
1: it was just kind of interesting. Um, I think it was that one. Ultimately, I think I got to give it to that one
0: yeah that is a good choice yeah like you're right you can't give it to hindu love gods that version's almost just a testament to how good professional musicians are yeah
1: that like (laughs) they were able to make it something decent but it was really just like them fucking around
0: yeah there's like hey i just want to hear this sure whatever look we love this (laughs) oh shit just off the cuff stuff um it's yeah it's not uh it's not freedom curl because i think he made just a, a lot of missteps yeah even though i, I even think though it he was interesting. set out in a good direction uh frankenstein 3000 it's you know it's fun but it is uh i don't know it's just it's not gripping i i was also taken by the caballero ronaldo version it's like I thought the guitar noise on that wah guitar was very good. I liked the sort of like laid back but still kind of bouncy rhythm to it. Yeah, it kind of had that um, like
1: almost like um skank thing going on where it's like it's like it's like a little bit probably more like rock steady or something like that. But
0: yeah. And yeah, and his voice I found like almost hypnotic. It was I wanted to listen to it even though he was just, you know, talking. Yeah. And yeah, he removes that, that third verse, which is a, is a mark against it for sure. But I think him also like emphasizing the fact that she kissed him, like repeating that line adds a, a sort of romantic trope in there where, you know, you're reliving that one moment in your head and again and again. So I think he, he edit it. He edits this song in an okay way. If there's still that idea of romance, we just don't get that beautiful, passionate barn sex.
1: Yeah. Which probably hard to pull off. Um, Legitimately, if you're not prince, which most of mm-hmm. us aren't, most so. of us
0: aren't. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it to him as well, Alex. Which version are you fucking in a barn to? Um,
1: it's gotta be it's gotta be Rochelle Garnier. Um, that, yeah, I feel like her third verse did a pretty good job of like taking it easy and like having the right atmosphere. In particular, yeah, I.
0: I agree. I think also, if you're like looking for music that won't upset old man Johnson, something with a little accordion, a little violin, he might think it's its own music. And yeah, so, you know, it's also oh, stealthy.
1: I, I was just listening to that myself. <laughs> this is just some good old folksy uh, fiddle music. Ah,
0: the horses are listening to the folksy music. It's good for the soul. That's the
1: music I left for them to listen to.
0: Meanwhile, you're just Blasting one out,
1: yes, <laughs> everywhere. The horses everywhere. are. Everywhere. The horses are are whinnying. They don't know what's. They're, they don't know who you upset. are. They don't know what's <laughs> happening. They're upset. They can't do anything about it. They're tied up or whatever you do with horses. I guess you don't tie them up, but they're in their things. Paddocks yeah, in the stables. stables. Paddocks. Paddock. Yeah. Making noise back. Oh, it's rain. Cool. Sorry.
0: It's nice. rain
1: on the window. I know. Okay. I've been talking this whole time about like uh this this version uh really gives the idea of like rain and what rain is like and then as soon as I hear rain I'm like what the fuck is that? <laughs> what
2: is this?
1: It's rain on the window right now. That's what's happening. <laughs> All right. right. on. So I don't so that's know what our I'm final talking verdict about is. The takeaway from
0: this. Uh, there you go. Take everything we say with a pile of salt. Our final verdicts, if you got a similar opinion, different opinion, or want to talk to us about a version we didn't talk about, hit us up on Twitter, hashtag CoverMePod, at JakeTheCressy, at some AlexWiseGuy. Hit us up on our email address, CoverMePod at gmail.com. Make sure to rate and review us. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. It's called Google Podcasts, I guess. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Um, Usually we have a bonus segment, but again, I've forgotten to prepare one. Um, I Alex. feel like I
2: should
1: prepare a bonus segment one of these days.
0: I mean, I wouldn't fucking mind it's it. It's been
1: two years. I've probably said that before, too. I still haven't done it.
0: Yeah, it's you also once intended to edit an episode. I did. <laughs> I
1: still have that, obviously, because it's on a USB stick. Didn't happen either.
0: Yeah. Did not happen. That's okay, but yeah. Um, Here's my question for y- you, Alex. Best. L- I know This is something I should say for a video game episode, but... I just thought of the fact that they're remastering Tony Hawk. And so the question is, what's the best licensed music video game soundtrack you've encountered?
1: Hmm, Rock Band's cheating, yeah.
0: No, I guess that's fair, because you could also <laughs> pick Guitar Hero. So I will I'll say Rock Band is allowed, but you have to specify which iteration and DLC is not included.
1: Okay. Um I'm just trying to think of what other licensed video game music there is
0: um so um, it's a lot of like like uh board games so if yeah. um, i mean like skateboard slash snowboarding and i so guess like,
1: yeah sorry sure.
0: 1080 avalanche uh grand theft auto or saints row also has licensed music that's in true. it
1: that's true um uh there's also like most sports titles gonna have some licensed songs on there i remember listening in nhl 2004 To, like oh ellen what can i do oh yeah by god that was on that soundtrack um but i think i gotta say for me the one i've spent the most time with um i think i have to say and now i'm like going between two which one did i like more um i think i ultimately have to say fallout new vegas
2: for There's the a good choice
1: for the the radio songs um cuz I really enjoyed listening to those but I almost wonder if Fallout 4 is a better choice cuz it kind of has all the songs from Fallout 3 and then a couple more um but you know that that's that's what I'm going for I, I I'm going to stick with what I said because that's easier yeah that's a
0: solid one and like that like yeah like that soundtrack of licensed <laughs> music has been used for 3 individual fallout games with some variations like new vegas gets a little more of these old country tunes does
1: new vegas have a totally different uh set of songs i don't think it it, i don't think it repeats any from three i could be right i I didn't think it did but yeah i think
0: i I do like that one more
1: yeah because i think the other thing about new vegas uh, as compared to three just in terms of the licensed songs is that they have that like western feel and also that kind of like vegas feel so it sort of mm-hmm. reinforces it in that way as well as just being like the 50s thing um so i i, I think that lends its strength and i'm gonna yeah i think you're that.
0: right it it really uh it really emphasizes the the setting of new vegas in yeah, particular you really get
1: that like cowboy feeling but that's mm-hmm. sort of like like the i guess I'm gonna say rhinestone cowboy. Like it's not cowboy, it's it's like fake, but it's like this show thing that mm-hmm. just like really personifies that like Las Vegas desert feeling.
0: Yeah. That's a fucking good choice, Alex. Yeah. Um I'm gonna go with something maybe unexpected. Brutal legend.
1: Oh, there's another good one.
0: Yeah, great heavy metal slash hard rock uh soundtrack. I used to just play the game and just drive around in that fucking car and just listen to Metal Tunes for like an hour or so. Yeah,
1: that was a good time. That was the time in my life when I wanted to play more video games, but was yeah. busy with school. Yeah. I also, the... F- brew Legend come out? Um, That would have been 2010, 2011?
0: 2010. Oh, I guess, yeah, you were doing more... Uh... More demanding schooling than I was.
1: Yeah. I also that was the first time that video game prices went up. Um, right. They're even higher now. Uh, <laughs> Canada. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. But I wanted to complain about that.
0: Yeah. But. Yeah, totally. Like a a strong soundtrack. You get fucking Judas Priest on there. You, so you get a lot of like big name ones, and then some that are less familiar to people like me who aren't necessarily metalheads. Um, yeah, exposed me to a lot of a good songs. And then they have their own original, "Girlfriend" by Cabbage Boy, Girlfriend.
1: which is this.
0: Yeah, you just know, you know, awful it's my song. Best friend. A friend, it's like it's built to be like cringy pop, but it's also like catchy. So <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, funny. Not then you know that game is weird. I don't even know if it's necessarily a good video game at the end of the day, but it's a, certainly an experience and a pretty good soundtrack.
1: Yeah, it's worth checking. Out. If you guys
0: got a video game soundtrack that of licensed music that you think's the greatest, hit us up hashtag licensed soundtrack from a video game.
1: We gotta do something shorter. <laughs> it's gotta be shorter than that. It's like half a tweet.
0: <laughs> Hashtag L-S-T-F-V-G. G.
1: Now we have to look that up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And that's been our bonus segment. And as we always say on cover me, oh, God, cover me, the podcast you find on your favorite podcasting app. Should I say the podcast you find in the secondhand store? Let's try that again. Cover me, the podcast you find in a secondhand store. That's better.
1: With a co-host, you also find in the secondhand store. Secondhand
0: store. That's where you find it. Alex is like, hey, you heard of this?
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's where i tell people about this nowhere else
0: nowhere else all right